we guard our hearts. I've said, guard your heart with all diligence, or out of it are the issues of life. But before something gets into your heart, it takes a process. It goes through them. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Yeah, we're still on our series on renewing the man, mind, how a Christian should think. Amen. Now, when people think right, they will do right. When people, like when you uh, have a device, when you connect it right, it will work right. When we think right, the things of God will work for us. If something that God says isn't working for us, it means we don't understand what it's about. We have not, you know, worked it the right way. Praise God. Uh, when we are connecting uh, to our Father uh, in things, we have to do it the right way. Now, the children of Israel did seek the Lord uh, when uh, in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel, the Bible says when they sought him, they did not seek him after due order, all right? And because of that, God made a breach on Uzzah. The Lord made a breach on Uzzah because they did not seek God the right way. It didn't work for them. Instead, it brought destruction, all right? Somebody died as a result of people walking in ignorance. Praise God. If anything God says to us does not work for us, it, the, the, the problem is not with God and his word because his word is forever settled in heaven. If healing isn't working, it's not God's fault. It's our fault. It's, there's something about what he said that we did not understand or do not understand. That's why it's not working. It was designed to work. Praise the Lord. And so, and also in the scriptures, you see that people in under the Old Testament were judged and so many things happened because people did things that were contrary to the word of God. When we do God's word, we are walking in wisdom. When we do not do the word of God, we are not walking in wisdom. When something we hear runs contrary to the word, we ought not to accept it as being true. When anything we hear runs contrary to the word of God, we should not accept it as being true if we count God as being wise. Because if we accept something that runs contrary to the word of God as being true, it means that one of these two people, one of these two things is, is lying. Either God is lying or the, or the thing you heard is a lie. And how many of us know that God is true? Amen? Hallelujah. If you do not believe that God is true, you're not a Christian. We're, what we're laying are foundations of thinking so that people understand how a Christian ought to process things. We are not of the world. Amen? We're children of God. We cannot live like the world. We're not called to live like the world. Our lifestyle is different from the world because we have a different spirit. Now, because of the fall of man, anyone born into this world was born into original sin. So technically, is a child of the devil. So we're children of darkness before we became, we gave our lives to Christ, came in through the door and became children of light. And as children of light, we should walk in the light as God is in the light. And what is the light? 
the word of God. I know that whenever people, we want to talk about the fact that our lifestyles need to change, all right, uh, as Christians, having come into Christ, some people say whenever you preach works, you are preaching the law. It's not true. And that is why lawlessness will begin to manifest in the believer's life because he's no longer thinking right. If, if lawlessness is found in a Christian, all right, what moral justification will God have to judge the world? The Apostle Paul said something. He said, but if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For if while we seek, we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners. You say, how is it possible that the person who is justified is not a sinner? Who is a sinner? Somebody who makes a habit of sin. We're not supposed to, you know, live like the world after we have given our lives to Christ. If we do, it means that though we sought to be justified by Christ, we are manifesting sin. And God will judge. God is not judging the thought of sin. God is judging the manifestation of sin. It is true that if, you're not, if you don't have Christ, your sins are not forgiving you. They're still with you. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. And God has set, as, you know, set aside the offering of bulls, the blood of bulls and of goats as sacrifice for sin. God has set it aside since Jesus has been offered. Hallelujah. We know that. Amen. And so we need to renew our minds. We need to think properly and not to think like the world. Romans chapter 12, I'm going to read from verse 1 again. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Present your body holy. There are things that should not enter into your body. Nicotine should not be in your body. Vaping is not, is not for the body. Fornication is not for the body. Homosexuality is not for the body. Any act of sexual immorality defiles the body. Then he says, he says, and do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs. He said, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. So we're not going to, you know, reason the way the world wants us to reason. They're trying to condition us to think a certain way. If you don't do things God's way, you will get the result of people who do things contrary to the word of God. Foolishness has a reward. The Bible says, he that walketh with the wise will become wise. A companion of fools will be destroyed. It's a law. Very clear. If you continue to do foolish things, you'll be destroyed. And what determines whether something is foolish or wise is measured by what God has said. Hallelujah. You must think that way. If you don't think that way, 
The world will send you on that slippery slope and you're going to wind up in hell. Second epistle of John. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought or worked for, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever, whosoever, whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. For if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God's speed. For he that biddeth him God's speed is a partaker of his evil deeds. So what does God tell us to do? That's what brings us to the fact that we need to renew our minds. We need to change our minds. And you can't change your mind without the word. Hallelujah. We have the perfect law of liberty. Now, the liberty that God promises us is unique. Freedom from the bondage of the adversary. That's the freedom God is talking about. The freedom that this world talks about is liberty to live anyhow you want. We as Christians ought to see why we're renewing our minds is to see things the way God sees them as his own children. We're his children. That's what Jesus did. You know, they try to tell us, be like Jesus, be like Jesus. Do they know what, who Jesus is? They don't. All they, they think about is that Jesus was eating with tax collectors and sinners. Jesus, a friend of sinners. Understand it. Jesus is, a, is the son of God. He cares about men. By human beings that they may be saved. His greatest love for us is that we wind up in eternity with him in the bosom of the Father. That's it. And God will eventually come and dwell among men. That's it. God does not accept sin. At any time does he accept it. But the Bible says something. That God was, is in, was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses. Does that mean that there was no trespass? There was. And he still recognizes it was a trespass. But he is not counting it. If you come to Christ, he won't count it. Why? He has a plan. What's the plan? When you come to Christ, he will make you a new creature, which is the beginning of the renewing of the man. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. All things have become new and all of these things are of God. That's how we ought to think. So I'm now of God. I'm not who I used to be. You might be a drug dealer. You might be a loser. You might be a bomb. But as soon as you get born again, you become translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, the kingdom of Jesus Christ, the kingdom of light. You are now a child of light. You're no longer a child of darkness. You are now full of wisdom. 
Christ has been made wisdom to you. That is why you cannot call a child of God a fool. And be guiltless. You are now made righteous. You are the redeemed of the Lord. You are sanctified. The scriptures tell us that. Set apart unto God. Hallelujah. You're not the person you used to be. You might have been a homosexual before you did that. As soon as you get it, you, became a new, you become a new creature. Now, does that mean you don't remember all the, all, the, all the gay clubs you used to know? You remember them. You renew your mind. You renew your mind. I'm a new creature. Start thinking the new way. You give up the former way of thinking. Say, but uh, uh, Pastor, the urge comes to me sometimes. You don't act on it. You remind yourself you're a new creature. And you continue to pray in the spirit and study the word of God and fill your mind. In the process of time, as you yield to the spirit of God, you begin to change the things that concern your life and walk away from the environment that you were before. That brings me to something else. Praise the Lord. Now, the man is made up of his of a spirit, soul, and body. The spirit gets saved first, and that spirit, which used to allow the mind think all kinds of things and bring evil out, because the Bible says that fornication, Jesus told us, proceeds from the heart. All evil things, evil thoughts, they proceed from the heart. Now, when Jesus, when you get saved, that human, the source of evil is removed. Bible says that the heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. He said, who can know it? So it is that heart that God wants to change. And as soon as you get born again, that the old heart has been taken out. A new heart has been given to you. You have become a new creature. That means that the source of sin has been removed. The source or the root of sin has been removed. It's now an external force. It's not an eternal force. It's not coming from you. You have been given, you have been enabled. Now, that's why when you get born again, you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So you have, to, you have your spirit that sustains you. And then the Holy Ghost is sustaining your spirit. That way... You cannot be overcome by the flesh. Then you begin to walk the work of God and walk in the spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. I should begin to do the things of God and begin to flow in the spirit. But let us look at some things that sometimes may bring somebody down who's doing well. Man is made up of spirit, soul, and body. Praise God. The head of this trion, of this trapezoid being, is the spirit. Then over your soul, the head of the soul is the mind. Praise God. Now, because man has received information from the senses all his days, before you got saved, you were receiving information from where? Your senses. Your, mind, your, your, your eyes, your ears, hallelujah, your, how you feel, and stuff like that from observation, all right? 
man has grown accustomed to receive information that way. Our minds, which is the citadel of the soul, is fed through three ways, mainly. Before you get any man, I'm talking about any man now, I'm not just talking about the Christian. One is observation, what we see, what we watch, what we read. Children learn by observation. They hear things, they, they see things and all of that. They mimic what you say. Their brains figure out what you're trying to say and they begin to accept it as a means of communication. Even animals do the same. That's why a dog can be given a name. Number two, the mind is fed by instruction, through teachings, by parents, nannies, even nannies, formal learning and education. Praise God. People who raised you, maybe your, your aunties, your, your aunts and all of that, all those people. Number three, what are the most dangerous associations? Through the influence of others and things and, env and the environment. It is through this association that sometimes transference of spirit takes place. A companion of fools will be destroyed. He that walketh with the wise will become wise. So your association is important. If you're running around with rascals, the likelihood that the spirit of rascality will come upon you when you're not expecting it will be there. It's important to walk away from such things and such people. Amen? So, having seen this, what do we do? We guard ourselves. We guard what we see. First is that we educate ourselves through the word of God. We renew our minds. And it's a daily thing. We're studying the word. We're looking through the pages. There was something you saw yesterday or something you have not looked at in so long a time. Praise God. And that thing comes up. Praise the Lord. If, if the spirit of God quickens it to you, you're able to correct yourself. You know, sometimes we, you, know, you, you find yourself caught up in something on a road to something. All right, and you remember what the word of God says about it, then you just say, no, can't do that. I cannot do that. Praise the Lord. You know, you have this, this friend that is a friend to a friend. And you're married. And you're always, you know, gisting with it. I like his company. Or I like her company. You know, the, 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 what, what they say, it makes sense. And you're finding that you're spending a lot of time with the person. It's time to wake up. We don't just fall into sin, just fell into sin. No. It is thought over, it's planned. Keep it where it should be. Cut it when you see it's becoming something. You go to the office, you're always dressing for this person. You won't dress for your husband at home, but you're dressing for this person. Since that person, you know, has been, you know, maybe paying you compliments or, or, or treating you a certain way, so that old hag I have at home, he doesn't treat me right. This treats me well. Then you start dressing for him. And when you dress, you, you make sure that he notices you. 
You started sinning little by little. That's when to catch yourself. Catch yourself. Hold yourself back and walk away. Hallelujah. We guard our hearts. Bible said, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. But before something gets into your heart, it takes a process. It goes through the mind. There needs to be the renewing of the mind. And we should copy God as dear children. Hallelujah. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Brethren, read the Bible. Read your Bible. Read it. Read it. It's not a deco. And it's not, it's not something we, 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 it's not, it's not something we just carry around to symbolize the fact that we're Christians, you know. Meanwhile, you don't know what is in it. You don't, you're not looking at it. No. That's not what it is for. Hallelujah. Read it. Open it and read it. And let it wash your mind. We read it to wash our minds, to clear us and make our focus right on the word of God, on the things of God, walking in the light as he is in the light.